of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. It is a beautiful Thursday out there, and we have some stuff to talk about. Uh, CBS Sports put out an interesting little write-up that I think uh, we should talk about. But first, uh, we've got to talk about Dalton Schultz and Nikhil Harry. Uh, Both of them may be on the move. We know for a fact that Nikhil Harry is. So, Nikhil Harry... Um, he was a first round pick in 2019 for the New England Patriots. He was the 32nd overall pick. So last person picked in the first round and he's on the move. He is now a Chicago bear in what is honestly kind of an underwhelming, Wide receiver core, they added Byron Pringle. They have Darnell Mooney from the draft. I I like Darnell Mooney. I just don't think he has a lot of help. But Byron Pringle from the Chiefs is now uh, going to be on that team. Nikhil Harry from the Patriots. Both kind of weren't the stars on their team. But maybe a change of scenery will help them out. We've seen that happen. But since Nikhil Harry was the most recent, let's talk about him. So Nikhil Harry has always kind of had an underwhelming career in the last two years that he's played. I believe it was him that didn't have a touchdown. Yeah, he did not have a receiving touchdown all of 2021. He had two in 2020, and he had two in 2019. So he has... Four career receiving touchdowns, which isn't a lot in two, three years as a starting wide receiver. So um, PFF has him as a 69.1 overall. His receiving is 64.5. Let's see what his other stats are like here. Also, speaking of PFF, I got my uh, account back. So thank you to whoever heard that and randomly unlocked it. I don't know if it was just a coincidence, but hey, got the account back, and that's what matters. So uh, it doesn't say what his other stats are, but receiving, he's at a 64 and his overall 69, so he must be really good at something else. Anyway, he only had 21 targets last season, 12 receptions, and 184 receiving yards. I just I don't think he's going to be that big of a deal for the bears i think he's more of a placeholder at this point maybe justin fields and him build a dynamic 
But I think Justin Fields is really going to be targeting Darnell Mooney. He seemed to really like Mooney. Mooney is got some uh, potential to be that wide receiver one with the Bears as long as he keeps improving. I thought he looked really good last season. I believe he was a 2020, 2020 rookie. So uh, this will be his third year. Definitely time to shine. See if him and Justin Fields can get some things down under this new coaching staff that the Chicago Bears have. Uh, Nikhil Harry coming in, maybe he'll be able to add some stuff that he saw Belichick doing, even if he's not necessarily that athletic force that we need him to be. Maybe he's got that football intellect that the Bears need. Okay, so the other thing that we are going to talk about before we get into this CBS Sports article is Dalton Schultz, who, in my opinion, is possibly the most underrated tight end in the NFL. He isn't a Kelsey. He isn't a Kittle. He isn't a Mark Andrews. He's not talked about a lot. But I think that he is honestly a major force in the Cowboys' offense. I think he's a major force anywhere that he goes. He's only been in the league since 2018, so he was kind of a steal. He was a fourth-round draft pick. I, I expected him to maybe have been drafted a little higher, not necessarily first round, because I believe the Cowboys were probably looking for other stuff at the time. They, I'm not sure who their other picks were in that draft, but Dalton Schultz has been, I, I think he's underrated. I would love to have Dalton Schultz on my team. I love to have him on my fantasy team. He's just always been good to me. So while he may be set to play under the franchise tag this upcoming year, if by Friday at so tomorrow at 4 p.m. they have not come up with an extension, that could mean trouble for the Dallas Cowboys next season because he will be a free agent. And I imagine, I mean, he's still young. He's 26 ish. Um, for, yeah, he's 26. And so he is still young. He's younger than Kelsey, I believe. Let me double check. Yes, he is. He's six years younger than Travis Kelsey, who's considered the top tight end in the NFL by many sources. And so I think Dalton Schultz would definitely be someone who gets picked up. I think a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans would be sad to see him go. Let's look at where he, what he did, though, because that's what is important. So Dalton Schultz, he basically played a receiver position almost last season. He had 101 targets. He had 808 receiving yards, and he had eight touchdowns. So for a tight end, he was getting the ball a lot. And let's see where he compared to other tight ends other people at his position it looks like he was definitely he was consistently ranked sixth um on pff uh for his overall grade he was a 78.22 and kyle pitts was an 80.3 kyle pitts pretty much did play receiver last season for the falcons so it's easy to see why even as a rookie he got up there but 
To give you some context, Dalton Schultz is above Rob Gronkowski by three grades. He is three points higher than Rob Gronkowski, who just retired, arguably the greatest tight end of all time. You've got guys like Tony Gonzalez in that conversation as well, though. But Rob Gronkowski is definitely a Hall of Famer. Dalton Schultz played better than him. He played higher than him. His receiving, 77.4. His pass block, 67.3. Run block, 69.4. Those are great grades. To even further context, let's look at Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey's run block was a 62.8. Schultz has him beat there. Uh, Kelsey has him beat in pass block, but not by much. Uh, Schultz is a 67.3, Kelsey's a 70.8, and Kelsey is a better receiver than Schultz by nearly 10 points, but still, I think Schultz should be talked about more. He's not in the conversations that he should be. Kelsey's up there, Kittle's up there, Dallas Godert's up there. He's He kind of snuck in. I don't think he's actually should be ranked that high personally. But Mark Andrews is up there. Rob Gronkowski. Darren Waller. He, Schultz is ranked higher than Darren Waller. That's how good this guy is. I honestly think Dalton Schultz has a lot of potential to, in the future, if he keeps up this track of where he's at, he's going to be the guy we're talking about when it comes to tight ends after Kelsey and Kittle retire because Dalton Schultz is just that good. Further context is the Cowboys lost Amari Cooper this season. He's on the Browns. They lost Cedric Wilson, who is a Dolphin. They lost one of their offensive blockers in Lael Collins, who's now a Bengal. So I, I don't see why they would want to lose another player next year. They have CeeDee Lamb. They have Michael Gallup, but Michael Gallup is recovering from an ACL tear. They have Ezekiel Elliott, who is probably going to need to carry a ton of the force this upcoming season, but he has a tendency to get injured from overuse, so that might not be a safe bet either. Tony Pollard is hopefully going to get some more reps. He's another great running back who isn't talked about enough. We love Tony Pollard, so... The, the Cowboys have the weapons, but they they lost a bunch this season. And losing Dalton Schultz, I just think, would kill them because Dalton Schultz is going to get what he wants if a team needs a tight end and has the money. So the Cowboys need to re-sign Dalton Schultz, hopefully to an extension tomorrow, by, before 4 p.m., because I just think that he is going to be one of the best tight ends to play the game in this next decade. We're going to be talking about him. People are going to want to be him. People are going to be pretending to play as Dalton Schultz at recess like we all pretended to be Rob Gronkowski when we were younger. I really do believe Dalton Schultz has the potential. Would love to talk to him about this, see what he has planned, see how hard he's working. He seems to be really on that grind. I I just can't say enough good things about Dalton Schultz. He seems to just really know what he wants. He seems to put in the work, and in my opinion, it shows. Uh, eight receiving touchdowns. I mean, 
for a receipt for a wide receiver that's not necessarily a lot but for a tight end he's he's fifth he's fifth overall probably if i had to guess behind kittle goder kelsey and pitts fifth is not a bad place to be and so uh we're gonna move on but that's that's what i've got to say about dalton schultz dallas cowboys jerry jones if you're out there re-sign this guy and if you don't re-sign him send him to indianapolis because they need a tight end they need receivers they need receiving tight ends so um that's all we've got to say about that next let's move on to this article that i found while i was reading the news this morning and that is 10 records 10 nfl records that could fall in 2022 by brian diardo so brian diardo went through and basically had 10 records that we were pretty much talking about all last season because this is how close these players got to breaking them so uh, we'll start with most receiving yards that is currently held by calvin johnson aka megatron who is a hall of famer he retired early but he's now in the hall of fame he had 1964 yards in 2012. Uh, cooper cup who won the triple crown last season he had finished the 2021 season with 1947 yards so he was about 20 he was oh excuse me less than 20 yards uh below what calvin johnson had and he also led the nfl with 145 receptions which is another record that michael thomas currently has that he set in 2019 he had 149 so Cooper Cup was only four away from tying, five from breaking. Definitely something that can be achieved, assuming Cup does not regress a bit, which could happen because Cup had a career season, had a Hall of Fame season, seemingly came out of nowhere. Maybe this is just something I was not paying attention to because Jared Goff was the quarterback and I did not see Cooper Cup's talent. That is entirely on me because he put on a show this last season. Cooper Cup was so fun to watch, except for when he was playing against the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I think that Cooper Cup could do this. Uh, Brian Diardo even added that Cup may very well become the NFL's first 2,000-yard receiver this fall. I think that is entirely plausible. Uh, remember, we've got 17 games now, so if we look it up here let's see what the average is for that 2,000 yards divided by 17 is 117 yards a game i think that's feasible for cooper cup especially because odell beckham jr is currently not being re-signed by the la rams so maybe cooper cup gets more passes than what he was even getting when they had to share some with uh obj robert woods He's not on the team anymore either. They did sign Allen Robinson, but I think that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford have that kind of veteran charisma that they're going to keep. So definitely think that the receptions could be taken. I don't know about the yards, but he's got that breakaway speed. I think these are two of the most likely records on this list to be broken. And the third uh, is the very last one we'll talk about. So the current, the next one is 
Most sacks. Current record holder, Michael Strahan, 22 and a half sacks in 2001. And TJ Watt, who also had 22 and a half in 2021. So he matched it. Uh, something to be pointed out because people will say, hey, TJ Watt had one more game. That's not fair. That shouldn't really count. Here's what you need to remember. And remember, I'm not a Steelers fan, so this is just me defending T.J. Watt as a football player. T.J. Watt missed two games due to injury. So he tied the record, and he actually had two less games than Michael Strahan did. Because Michael Strahan played with 16 games, T.J. Watt played with 15. So he had one less game. So in one less game, T.J. Watt was able to tie the sack record. Uh, He forced five fumbles. He was a stud on the field. Teams were afraid of him. Teams were preparing for him. He was every O-line's worst nightmare. I think TJ Watt could probably get that record, but with the AFC North beefing up their O-lines because of him, it might be a bit harder, and I don't know what the Steelers' schedule looks like the rest of the year. He's also going to have to stay healthy if he's going to do it because I think he may have gotten lucky this first season with the injuries, only missing two games. Next, moving on to most rushing yards. This is an insane record. I never thought it was going to get broken when I first saw it, but maybe it's possible now. Eric Dickerson has over 2,000 yards in 1984, another Hall of Famer. That's impossible. I don't see that happening. They're saying Derrick Henry because he had 937 yards in eight games, but... I don't, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to be able to maintain that uh, wo- load of workhorse load because I think if he keeps doing that, he's going to get injured again and again and again, especially with that ACL tear. In the playoffs, he didn't really look like he was back to himself yet, which is fine. I understand he's had a whole offseason to, off season to recuperate from that, but I just, for Derrick Henry's sake, And for the sport of football, I don't want to see him getting the ball every single snap because he's just going to get beat up. He's going to get hurt. We saw it with Christian McCaffrey. You see these guys take so many bad hits. It just takes them down. Jonathan Taylor could maybe do it, but I still don't think so. Jonathan Taylor does have the O-line for it, but and he's younger, and he hasn't been as injured, but... I just don't see this record ever being broken because that is just an insane... I mean, I consider like 50 yards to be an average game for a running back. Anything above that's above average. 100 100 yards is a great game. In order to break this record, you would need to have 123 yards every game, which that's just rushing. So 123 rushing yards every game. That's an insane stat to me. Eric Dickerson, I think you have that probably for the rest of eternity. Prove me wrong, though. Prove me wrong, Derrick Henry. Prove you're the king. Take it. Not to say you're not good. I just think that record is... 2,000 yards is a lot. Um, Tom Brady, most completions. He currently holds it already with uh, what he did last season. 
They think he's probably going to do it again. Brady broke Drew Brees' five-year-old record last season, and he may break his own record in 2022. That's probably pretty achievable, but he's already got the record, so that's not really a big deal in my opinion. Uh, Another record, though, that might be current record holders, Peyton Manning, 5,477 in 2013. Tom Brady could take that one uh, and take out another one of his rivals' records. And he was within 200 yards of doing so last season. So maybe he does it because... If there's someone who's going to take Peyton Manning's record, it's going to be Tom Brady. And he was only the only person close to him was Justin Herbert, who was, and Tom Brady was more than 300 yards ahead of him. So, not sure if Tom's going to take that record, but if someone's going to break that record, it's going to be Peyton Manning. And who better to take it? Most attempts, Matthew Stafford had 727 in 2012. And Brady, they're also saying Brady might also take that. He came within eight completions last season. But I doubt that they're going to want to keep giving Brady the snaps. Brady would probably have to force the hand on that one. Just because he's getting older and eventually something's going to happen. You, you Obviously, you just want to keep Tom Brady out on the field as long as possible as long as he wants to be playing let's keep him out there let's keep him healthy most interceptions now finally the defense is getting some love in the secondary because i feel like those guys i mean you got the defensive ends like in the linebackers like tj watt max crosby those guys are remembered but it's mainly because they're on top of the quarterback let's talk about these ball hawks in the secondary current record holder Night Train Lane Hall of Famer had 14 in 1952. That's right. This record is 70 years old. That's that's insane. So no one has ever come close except for Lester Hayes in 1980 when he picked off 13 passes. So it's been 40 years since anyone's come close. Trayvon Diggs had 11 last season. He could maybe do, I don't think Trayvon Diggs is going to do it, but I just want to talk about this record because that's an insane number. It's been around for 70 years. Last time someone's even came close was 40 years ago, almost half a century ago. That's another record that I think Night Train Lane's going to have it for a long, long time. But hey, Trayvon Diggs, J.C. Jackson's another one they're mentioning, but J.C. Jackson only got eight passes last season that he picked off so between those two maybe one of them breaks it but i'm saying night train lane has this one i'd love to see this record go for a century if we can make it to 2052 that would be absolutely insane and i think he would love to see that too this is the other or no no we have one more to go and then the obvious one so, most total touchdowns. Ladanian Tomlinson is the current record holder. He had 31 in 2006. That's another one that is insane. Uh, that being said, people who could break it are Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and Chargers running back Austin Eckler, 49ers receiver Debo Samuel. If Debo stays with the 49ers, is he going to stay with the 49ers? That's another story we don't know. We know where Baker's at. We don't know where Jimmy or Debo are at. The 49ers are holding us out. And so 
Brian says that it, even Brian here is saying it's going to be hard, tough to break, but Taylor Cup and Austin Eckler and Debo Samuel are the four that are most likely to do it. Probably of those four, Debo Samuel would be the most likely just because of the way he's used. He's used as a running back and a wide receiver, so he's playing at both positions. Second would probably be Taylor just because he has the longest career left, presumably, because he's the youngest on that list. But, hey, that is another insane record. Ladanian Tomlinson was something else. He's another guy who, if you don't know who he is, if you're new to football, go look up. LaDainian Tomlinson, look up his some videos of him on YouTube because LaDainian Tomlinson is a dude. He is what everyone wanted to be. At, he's another guy everyone wanted to be at recess. So talk about LaDainian Tomlinson. And finally, I feel like this record's obvious. He is the only person we've talked about on Faith Fridays so far because just things in the world keep coming up but justin tucker great guy if you haven't listened to the faith fridays episode where we talked about a christian athlete catholic athlete uh and that's interesting to you go back it's called justin tucker i believe so super interesting episode we talk about some stats that espn doesn't keep track of such as how many times Justin Tucker's made the sign of the cross on the field. But, okay, so Justin Tucker currently holds the record for longest field goal at 66 yards. He needs to kick a 67-yarder to break it. I, If the, he has the opportunity, he's going to kick it. I, If I remember correctly, when the Ravens beat the Lions, there was a lot of talk about how it should have been a false, or not a false start, but a uh, delay of game call which would have moved the ball back another five yards and would have been a 72-yard field goal. So if he had been given that opportunity, I'm sure he would have loved it because that is another record that's never going to be broken, in my opinion, if you kick a 72-yard field goal. But Tucker is a Super Bowl Super Bowl winner. He was a rookie when they did it. He was undrafted in 2012. Uh, he was players like kickers like Bullock went over him. And he's a for sure Hall of Famer. He's up there with Vinatieri as far as greatest kickers of all time. He has an insane stat line. Uh, last season it says he made six kicks that were at least 50 yards. So... Justin Tucker's a guy to go for it. Again, if you don't know a lot about Justin Tucker, go listen to our episode where we talk about him. I don't know the number, but I think Justin Tucker will probably, if given the opportunity, break that record. That seems the most likely to me. He's got the leg for it. Um, I, I like Justin Tucker, even though he's a Raven. Big fan. He's another guy who, even though I love McPherson, it's like, you can't say no to Tucker being the greatest kicker in the league right now. So uh, that's going to be all for today's show. Hopefully there was some stuff that interested you. Hopefully you agree with some of my takes. Hopefully you disagree with some of my takes because that means you're thinking. Um, not just listening to the idiot behind the mic. But 
I really appreciate everyone for listening. I appreciate everyone who tunes in regularly. I appreciate everyone who shares this podcast. And please continue to do that because if you continue to share the podcast, then I can go to sponsors. I've already been in contact with some, but I can go to them and say, hey, look, here are my numbers. Here's how many regular listeners we have. And that helps me get money, which is great, but it also helps me put money into the podcast and helps me go to people and say, hey, look, this is what I have. Here's how I think we can grow and here's how you can help me. So if you continue to share the podcast, continue to just be a friend, not even financially, just let people know what's going on, what we're trying to do here, how we're trying to unite people through football. I'm trying to keep this at an introductory level so that those people who aren't necessarily fully engulfed in football can understand it on their morning commute. That was the goal from the beginning, and that's what we're trying to do. Uh, Send suggestions. Send questions you have. We'll do them. We'll answer questions. Uh, Bull Bull Moose Podcast 2 at gmail.com. So Bull Moose Podcast 2 at gmail.com. Send questions there. I'll answer them with my opinion or fact if it requires it. That was that itself was a suggestion from someone who listens to the podcast. It was someone I know through a Discord server. They messaged me. They said, I have an idea. I said, that's a great idea. So I made an email. That's the email. Uh, B-U-L-L-M-O-O-S-E podcast in the number two. So if you have any questions, insights, anything like that, email me. Love to hear from you. Uh, go be a friend. And uh, tell a friend about our show. Go be nice to someone. One last final thing coming up on the 30 minutes. But next Monday, I'm being sent out of town for a work job. So I won't be able to do a show on Monday. Maybe be able to do it on Tuesday, but I'm going to guess not. I'm just going to say not for now. And then maybe a surprise show will pop up. But there will not be a show Monday, definitely. So... That show is canceled. Maybe it'll pop up on Tuesday, depending on when we get home. But I will try to talk about all of the week's happenings on Thursday. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, Jesse Bates gets re-signed tomorrow or tonight. Um, But, yeah. Share the show. And, again, the email is bullmoosepodcastnumber2 at gmail.com. Thanks everyone for listening and I hope everyone has a great day.